Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting the ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is February 3rd, 2021. Four days until we blow out the Kansas City Chiefs in front of the rest of the world Mm -hmm. to show that we are the best team on the planet. How about them apples? Did you know the bookies have us losing? I know. It's just outrageous to me. Like, no one watches the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I was scrambling all day yesterday to, to get some bets in. Uh, put a thousand down, get uh, seventeen hundred. No, wait a minute, gosh dang it, five hundred was seven hundred. So okay, you get fourteen hundred. Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing that because Molly, in her prognostication, has decided that she's not has any doubt whatsoever that the Buccaneers are going to win. And normally, when she does it, lose. No, I don't. Or yeah, the Buccaneers are going. She has no doubt that the Buccaneers are going to win. When she does that, she's always right. So, I got to take it for what you will. And that's right. The uh, I, I I'm going to put my two cents worth in here in a little bit. We're going to cover what we think is going to happen with the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about some prep work. Uh, going to cover some news. Got a good show for you, man. I don't, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get everything in. This is going to be. So long. We'll probably have to break this up into a couple parts. We got to do a show Friday anyhow. So it'll, and I'm sure I'm not going to get, I will have forgotten stuff. So I will want to re embellish on Friday. So, anyhow, uh, first we want to get to some news and talk about uh, injury reports with the game that we got so far. So, Molly, take it away. Okay. We, we did talk about the injury report last game and it's Wednesday. We haven't had any other official updates yet. BA did give a press conference earlier where he said all the guys who were injured, uh, Levante, Antoine, Antonio Brown, uh, Jordan Whitehead, they were all limited today. The media is reporting that Jordan Whitehead was in a non-contact jersey, which I guess the guys, you know, who are recovering from injuries were those so uh we don't have any official news yet so we'll update that on friday we'll have an official one um they did announce that the buccaneers will not be allowed to fire the cannons at the super bowl they're gonna have cannon fire not the cannons but like over the loudspeaker on um during the introductions so We've got that, I guess. And but after we win, we're going to fire we, the hell out of those kids. Yeah, yeah. We're allowed to after we win. So I've been on Twitter and seen some of the uh, Kansas City fans. They're such pissy bitches. Like, I can't. <sighs> they're annoying to me. So they also, the Bucks or the Super Bowl 55, it will have 25,000 people and all fans are going to be provided with PPE kits, including like a special Super Anal Bowl. swabs. <laughs> Probably. That's the new thing now. <laughs> Anal swabs. Sorry. You get like immediate results. <laughs> are they doing that to the players? I don't know. Like, come on. Come on. Uh, so they'll have a Super Bowl branded face mask, hand sanitizer, and wipes. That'd be cool for nostalgia, a little memorabilia. 
I guess. I mean, I guess like this Super Bowl is defined by COVID, so seems appropriate to have that kind of memento. And then speaking of COVID, two of the Chiefs players got put on the COVID list. Now, I'm not clear whether they'll be cleared to play Sunday. They it is um what happened was a barber came into the team facility. They had tested this guy for like five days and he had four of the tests had come back negative. He came into the facility, was in the middle of cutting someone's hair, and his positive test result came back. So two of the players had had close contacts with him. They haven't tested positive, but they got put on the COVID list. It was um, backup center Daniel Kilgore and their starting wide receiver, Demarcus Robinson. But they're so stacked at receiver even if they do miss him, which I'm not quite clear if they're going to, they have, they got Tyreek Hill, they got Nicole Hardman, like they're going to be fine. Watson. Sammy, Sammy Watkins. 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 Well, he's in, he's got an injury, but I think he's going to play, yeah. although he's been limited this week. You know, they keep talking about Levante, like if Levante plays, I'm like, well, Levante David? Play. Yeah, because he's got that hamstring injury. He's one of the what do you about that? We talked about it last time. Yeah, I don't do you listen, listen to, you. to our podcast? What? What? Huh? <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm confident he's gonna play. Of all the people on the list, I'm like, yeah, he's playing. It's not gonna be an issue. They're basically resting him like this whole two weeks. So that is the news I have. Okay, so the offensive lineman. For the Kansas City Chiefs, he was a backup center. Yeah. What's the deal with their linemen? Oh, gosh. Okay. So this was like a whole thing of researching their their depth charts from the whole season. They've had a long, long saga with their offensive line and injuries. So their right tackle, their starting right tackle, he went out. Well, first of all, let's start with their right guard, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, which I probably butchered. Uh, he was their right guard, opted out this season. So immediately starting off the season, they got to find a new right guard. So they put Mike Remmers in there. Then in November, uh, they lost... Mitchell Schwartz, who was their right tackle to IR. That was week 11. So uh, Mike Remmers moved from right guard to right tackle. And they moved Andrew Wiley from left guard to right tackle. And then they put Nick Allegheny at left guard. So that's been their starting lineup since November. Well, then... Last week in the AFC Championship, they lost their left tackle, Eric Fisher, to an Achilles injury. He is on IR. So now they're moving Mike Remmers, who started at right guard, moved to right tackle. Now they're putting him at left guard, or left tackle, I'm sorry. And they've moved Andrew Wiley, who was right guard, started at left guard, moved to right guard. Now he's going to be right tackle. 
And then they have Stefan Wisniewski, who they signed at the practice squad in December from Pittsburgh. And he did start two games. He's played him dressed for four. Um, but he doesn't have a whole lot of snaps with the team. So he is going to be playing right guard. Okay, so their left tackle is a transplant from right guard, right tackle. <laughs> their right tackle. right guard is a two-game starter. Uh-huh. Their left tackle, I mean, their right tackle, who is that? Who is he, he was their right guard. The right guard. Moved to right tackle. Okay, that's all confusing. So it, it's a, a bunch of... Hocus pocus, basically. Bunch of movement. Bunch of movement going on. Yes. And it's going to be beneficial for us. That's all I can. Yes. Yes, exactly. And in fact, I went through the Chiefs games and I looked at how much they scored because it seemed to me like they started off the season doing really well, putting up a lot of points against teams, and then it really trailed off towards yeah, last the end year of the they were season. putting up 40 points on the regular. oh yeah they did it all through the playoffs too mm-hmm. which was just ridiculous and that's what always happens with running quarterbacks that's why i don't care for them um they the league gets film on you and then it's over like they figure you out and mm. they know how to mitigate you and then eventually most of these quarterbacks get hurt right. and then it's just you know that's it I'm not wishing for an injury on anyone. It's just how the cookie crumbles, it seems like. So I looked at what they scored this season. And it in the first nine weeks, or no, first eight weeks, weeks one through eight, their point differential was 12.6 points. So they were beating team. They beat teams by 12 points overall. They had one loss in that time period. That was to the Raiders, which they lost by eight points. So that point differential includes that eight points. So if you take that out, they were beating teams by an average of 15 points in the first half of the season. And that includes the Jets, Carolina, uh, Texans, Chargers, Raiders, or Ravens, Patriots, Bills. So... I mean, they played a a pretty good combination of teams at the beginning of the season. In the last nine weeks, or eight weeks of the season, so this the cutoff, this does include Carolina, actually. They only had a point differential of 1.25. Now, that does include an outlier where they lost to the Chargers in week 17 because they sat all their starters. So if you take out that loss... They only beat teams in week 9 through 17 by 3.85 points. So they went in the beginning of the season from beating teams by 15 points, almost 16 points, to only beating them by 3. Jeez. That's a a big, big drop off. Yeah. And they lost their right tackle in week 11. So week 9 they played Carolina. Uh, It was a two-point difference they beat carolina only by two points so that should tell you something and then they had their bye and immediately before they played week 11 the raiders they put their right tackle on ir so 
it seems like maybe that might be an issue. It coincided with that decline, which I just found interesting. So then I watched the AFC championship against the Bills. And I would tell, I'll tell you, that was like what sealed it for me. Like watching them play the Bills. Now, mind you, they did beat the Bills. What was it? Like 14 points? I have it right here. Hold on. Yeah, like 14 points. They beat them by two touchdowns. It was 38 to 24, which that was their highest scoring game since week seven. Like they haven't put up that many points since week seven. But to me, I felt like their victory against the Bills was not so much anything that they did, but it was the Bills just not playing well. Yeah. Well, they got that uh, Josh Allen, and he's, you know, he's young. He scrambles a lot. He gets happy feet. He reminds me, and you brought this up, he, he's Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just did not play a good game. No. I mean, they had four sacks for 53 yards, and all good that was Josh Allen. Like, he ran backwards trying to outrun people and then, you know, was taking 20-yard sacks. Like, you can't do that against a team like Kansas City. Um, he was also their leading rusher. He had 88 yards, and the team, the Bills had a total of 129 yards. So, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I hope not. No. Tom Brady is not that type of quarterback. No. But I just think that this game is going to come down to our defensive line against their offensive line. Mm-hmm. I concur. And that's a no-brainer right there. We're just going to maul them. We're going to maul them with our defensive line. I, th- I think JPP and Barrett are going to be the keys of the game. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. You want to discuss the game a little bit? Yeah, do it. All right. Like I said, now we have had audio issues with this podcast for a long time now, ever since we kind of got our new setup. Hopefully it's fixed now, but we never know until after we get ready to upload it. It's we can't hear it in our headphones. The feedback and you know the the bad sounds. It's it's obviously a software issue. We've been kind of working on it and everything, so it should be a little bit better today. Hopefully, don't know. We'll find out. But if it's not, uh, Molly apologizes beforehand. <laughs> okay. I concur with Molly 100% that we are going to beat the ever-living crap out of these guys. Now, when she said that the other day, I was like, you know, I'm always, I'm always kind of like, you never know what's going to happen. You know, it's like, uh, it, you know, we, we have our Buccaneer-colored glasses on. We might be skewed, biased, and all that. So I have spent the past couple of days just going over game film. That's all I've done. There is no doubt in my mind, 100%, we are going to beat the – Ever living mess out of them. Now, Molly says double digit score. Yeah. That we're going to beat them I mean, not like digits. crazy, but plus yeah. a 10 plus. It's, it's possible. <laughs> it is possible. Yeah. I, I just don't think, you know, they might come back a little bit and scare us or whatever, but I think we're going to have pretty good control of this game. You know, they might even get the lead on us at, at the first, you know, but that's not, that's not going to mean a whole lot. We are. We, we, we're going to beat the mess out of them. Now, everybody's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We played them, and they beat us. I mean, Tyreek Hill put up like 280 yards in the first quarter, had 
you know, 3,000 points. And, you know, they beat us. They walked away with a win. This is true. However, I got some caveats I want to put on that. Asterisks, if you will. <laughs> There's an asterisk in that win column. One, we didn't have Jamal Dean. Jamal, Jamal Dean's our Jamel. <laughs> we did not have Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean is our fastest cornerback. As a matter of fact, he's as fast as Tyreek Hill. What? Yes. He ran the 40 at 4.3. Tyreek Hill 40 was 4.29. What? Yes. Uh, as reference, Carlton. Mm hmm. Carlton Davis's 40 in college was 4.67. Wow. And he got it down to 4.44 at the combine. And so, you know, he's a Jamel Dean does not strike me as being that fast. Just because he's got that length. Yeah, it's that closing speed that he's got. He just appears. It's like he apparates everywhere. Right. Yeah, he just, it'll look like you got him beat. And the next thing you know, he's picking it off or batting it down. He's the slowest looking fast person I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's very lanky when he <laughs> runs, yeah. He looks like a giraffe. Yeah, or like, or like a, a sloth. Like he's got like really long limbs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we didn't have Jamal Dean. He was out. Jamel. Jamel. God bless it. We did not have Jamel Dean. He was out. And that hurt us, obviously. Now, Carlton Davis, I thought he did a great job. I remember after the, the podcast or when we did the podcast after the game reviewed it, I said, uh, Carlton Davis did a great job. He was there. You know, he wasn't getting scorched. He was there. You know, it was just how things worked out. You know, I mean, he he, he was out of position a couple times, but just, just barely, barely. One time he turned right around as the ball was passing his head. And, you know, if he would have turned around a split second sooner, he would have intercepted the ball. Uh, another time, you know, try killed had to stop and come back for the ball. And, you know, that kind of threw Carlton Davis off. So it wasn't that Carlton Davis was getting scorched. You know, there was a lot of luck on their part and then a lot of bad luck on our part. And, you know, Davis was a step or two behind him a few times. So you throw Jamel Dean in this mix, and that's going to that, – thank you. <laughs> that's going to level it out a little bit. A little bit. I think something we also have to our advantage is the way that Sean Murphy Bunting has really shown mm, up yes. in the postseason. Yes. I mean, he's become so opportunistic, mm. and he is just on fire right now, in addition to Devin White. Now, I don't expect Devin White to be covering Tyreek Hill, but mm. I think that— I hope not. <laughs> God, I hope not. But I think that it offers us an advantage if we're fleshing— Pat Mahomes out of the pocket a lot, and he's mm. trying to throw on the run, which he likes to do. That's where I can see Devin White stepping in and making a play. Yes. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of plays made on this defense, man. A lot, a lot, a lot of plays. Anyhow, so we didn't have Jamel Dean one, And, you know, that hurt us. We didn't have Vita Vea. Oh, my gosh. Just that alone is, like, total effing game changer. And then you yeah. throw in that they're having all this shakeup on their offensive line. Yeah. Like, it's a disaster. Put your starter against Vita Vea, and they're going to struggle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Put a practice squad guy on there. Mm -hmm. There's no fucking chance. I don't, you know, I'm just, no. I feel bad for these guys because they're being put in a really awful position. <laughs> it's kind of like Carlton Davis against Tyreek Hill. But it's just, there's a... 
yeah, there's, there's a, nothing you can do. I mean, he, I, I, it's no coincidence that our defense, Shaq Barrett and JPP, put, put up five sacks against five sacks, five sacks against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the game that Vitavea comes back. Right. Exactly. I mean, people seem to forget that you know our defense was absolutely slaughtering teams at the beginning of the year, and then Vitavea goes out, and we kind of went. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be back. Jamel Dean's going to be back. Also, I don't know if y'all remember, go back and listen to the podcast after this game. I started the podcast off saying, I hate to say this. I don't want to say this. This is kind of one of the most amazing things I've ever had to say about football. But Levante David had an absolutely horrible game. He had a horrible game. And if you remember... After the bye week for a couple weeks, I think it was about three weeks, I kept saying there's something wrong with Levante, there's something wrong with Levante. And he didn't pick it back up until I think week 17, and then during the playoffs he's he's got better. But something was wrong with Levante David. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he was sick. I don't know if he was on medication. I don't know if he was upset about personal issues in his life or the team. I don't know. But he played absolutely horrible. He was missing tackles. He was out of position. He was – uh, low effort, very bad low effort. I mean, he missed tackles that, of guys that were standing still. It was it was insane. And that's gone, you know. And Travis Kelsey burned Levante David during that whole game. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that again. You know, there was one time that late in the game where it was third and I think 12, and Mahomes is running around doing his silly chicken with a head cutoff stuff. And – Devontae's covering Kelsey and he's covering him great as you know Mahomes is running around looking for him. and then all of a sudden Levante just stopped just stopped covering him and let Kelsey get five yards ahead of him Mahomes throws it to Kelsey David kind of runs over there like he's going to tackle him and then doesn't even come close to tackling him it was the weirdest thing it was the weirdest thing so anyhow that's gone so we've got Jamel Dean's back we've got Vita Vea back we've got Levante David is back to his old self now, there's more to this. We played them week 12. That was 12 straight weeks we played. We didn't have a bye until week 13. That was the game before our bye. I said this during the game film after watching it. I said, our defense looked exhausted. At the end of the game, I mean, they were, they were just exhausted. And that might have been Levante's problem. You know, we had played 12 games straight. But not only that. We had just played Monday night football against the Los Angeles Rams, which was an extremely physical game. So here we are coming off of six days of rest compared to their seven days of rest. Now they had just played the the Raiders the week before. The week before that, they had their bye week. So they were rested. We were dog tired. I mean, you could see our defense was just dragging. And they beat us in time of possession in that game as well. So our defense was out there a lot. And they were tired. So we're missing Jamal Dean. We were missing Jamel. Vita Vea. Jamal Dean. <laughs> we were missing Vita Vea. Uh, we were missing Levante David, wherever he was at in his head. And we had played 12 games straight. One, the week before, it was extremely physical on a Monday night football. So they had a day and a half of you know rest to begin with all that's gone and we almost beat them yeah we almost beat them 
Yes. There's the three score? points, and it was a legitimate, we almost beat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we basically shut them down after the second quarter. I think they scored uh, 10 points more, I think. Uh, like first that. quarter, they put up 17, and then second and third quarter, they scored 10. I think it was a touchdown in the second, field goal in mm. the third, right. and then nothing in the fourth. And yes. we kind of came on at the end. Now, Tony Dungy had said, if you want a formula for beating the Kansas City Chiefs, you look at the second half of the Bucks game mm-hmm. in week 12. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did a great job shutting them down pretty much. That was one of the few games where we had adjustments, correct? Yes. that was, And also, it was the first time where we had a large percentage of crossing routes, slant routes, and all that good stuff. We had been sprinkling them in throughout all season but this game i I think it was like about 20 percent now we're up to about 60 percent you know and which is a huge adjustment from what we did last year and what we did under dirt cutter you know all these vertical routes we start we've started to mix in a lot of the over the middle routes and you know we had just started doing that right before the chiefs game and at this game was the most we had done it but it still wasn't as near as many as we do now so Yes, uh, we adjusted in the second half. First time I'd ever seen that on our defense. And uh, we started throwing in a lot more of Tom Brady's bread and butter, the, the over-the-middle stuff. So our our offense is different now. You know, they're more in sync. They're uh, We've got more Tom Brady-like plays, you know, the over-the-middle cross and stuff. Our defense... You know, we got Jamel Dean back. We've got Vita Vea back. We've got Levante David mentally back. And we got two weeks of rest. They've got two. Yeah, th- just that right there. And we almost beat them in week 12. That right there makes you go, oh, you know, yeah, we were we were really crippled coming into that game in week 12. Now, you know, they're not playing as good. Their offensive line is hurt. Our defensive line in, in week 12 played great. You know, we got a lot of pressure. We were getting to him. Yeah, they kept us in the game. Yeah. And, you know, they couldn't run the ball for crap. And they're not going to be able to run the ball for crap in you know, Super Bowl. We don't have to worry mm-hmm. about that at all. You and know, I feel just, like our tackling has, like, completely recovered since yeah. that game. I mean, mm-hmm. we had suspect tackling for a few weeks there. Yeah. yeah. Right in the there midst was, there of was that a game. stretch of yeah. really bad tackling. And, that was, and I think it was just because these guys were tired. Probably. They yeah. were tired. Like I said, you know, we played the Rams. It was probably one of the most physical games we played all year, six days before we played the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and our tackling was trash in that game, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady had a great game, but both interceptions in Week 12 were completely on him. Uh, One he threw, and it bounced right off the defensive lineman's helmet. I don't know how he threw it that low. Uh, the other one, he threw a deep ball to Scotty Miller. It was just not a good decision. Uh, Jensen played great. He was aggressive. Uh, Wirfs gave up his first sack in that game in Week 12 that I that I counted. The, the running backs blocked well. Now, the Chiefs love to blitz. They blitz, 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 blitz. That's Spagnola. He's he's blitzer, blitzer, blitzer. They blitz all the time. They do this cover zero, and they blitz with blitz, blitz. 
our running backs blocked great in that game. We had two missed blocks on their their blitzing, which wasn't bad considering how much they were blitzing. And we're going to need them to do that again. Uh, and I just the way that our offensive line is playing too. I'm like, yeah, okay, you guys are. Not, oh, yeah. Not yeah. that they played bad during that game Mm-mm. or really at any point during the season, but they just seem to be firing oh. on all cylinders. Oh, that reminds me. I'm glad you brought that up. In week 12, Donovan Smith was hurt, his ankle. Remember, yes. he was only going to play half the game, but he ended up playing the full game. And Marpet was coming back from the concussion. Marpet, Mar- and he had a horrible game. Week 12 against the Chiefs it was probably one of the worst games he's ever played. And I think it had a lot to do with, you know, they had a concussion. Mm -hmm. So let's think about this. Okay, you know, we got our offensive line is intact. They're playing well. We've got Steiny over there for Kappa. That's Stinny. Uh, We've got, you know, none of them are injured. They're all in good health. They're playing well. Our running backs are in good health. They're playing well. Our wide receivers, they're playing well. Besides dropping the ball. Uh, in, In week 12, they dropped quite a few passes mm-hmm. and a lot of them really really hurt us mm-hmm. that mike evans pass is uh, that one just still just sticks stings to my <laughs> Man, it went right oh it was a beautiful pass uh, it would have changed the game the very at the start of the game and you know we got jamal dean jamal dean back vita vea back levante david mentally back uh you know we got two weeks of rest as opposed to last time not being rested at all 12 straight games, six days before uh, playing the Chiefs. We had the, one of the most physical games we'd played all year. Uh, we had two of our offensive linemen were hurt. You know, it's just everything has gotten better for us. And plus, our offense is clicking now. I mean, we're putting up points like crazy. We're marching down the field. Now, we ran the ball in week 12 like crazy. We just ran over top of them. We didn't run enough because we fell behind. But, yeah, we were just slaughtered. That Kansas City is extremely weak, especially over the middle, you know, with the run. And We got playoff Lenny. We got, we got playoff Lenny. We got, Come on. We got Ronald Jones is playing great. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I really hope we just come out and just shove it down their throats. Just start run, run, bam, 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 bam. That would be so great. Uh, the Chiefs had no major injuries in that Week 12 game. And we of were course down. not. They yeah. were we, come, coming off their bye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, a week passed coming off yeah. their bye. But yeah, they had had a bye. Yes. Uh, the the referees for this game is uh, Carl Sheffer's crew. Now, we haven't had him this year. Uh, we do have, uh, let me see, the umpire is, or the referee is Carl Sheffer's umpire is Fred Bryan. Uh, head judge is Sarah Thomas. Uh, line judge is Rusty Baines. Field judge is James Coleman. Side judge is Eugene Hall. And back judge is Dino Paganelli. Now, we've had Sarah Thomas, Rusty Baines, and Eugene Hall before. So, we're familiar with those refs. Uh, offensive holding, that's something that you know, is going to be a big factor in this game, I think. Uh, that's going to be Fred Byron. He's the umpire. He'll be in charge of that, so... When they're not calling it, we can throw stuff at him. <laughs> We're calling it, depending on who they're calling it on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, our guys just don't hold a lot. Yeah. Know, our don't need to. Yeah, we don't need, need a cheat. We're yeah. that good. Yeah. 
This is true. We're a very disciplined, non-cheating football team, unlike the Saints. <laughs> uh, now, you know, I've talked about special teams a lot on this podcast. It's, it really is our weak link. It's not that they're horrible, and, and I'm just talking about the tackling and blocking, uh, kicking, punting, all that good stuff is great. Fantastic. Yes. Now, Pinion, he punts, he kicks the ball in the kickoffs. He kicks it in the end zone. And sometimes he gets it out of the end zone. He's one of the best in the league at doing this. Unfortunately, Harmon, mm -hmm. their returner, he will bring it out. He's just like uh, the guy from New Orleans. Harris. Harris. And he's fast, too. He's fast. But he made a huge mistake in mm -hmm. the Bills game. He mm -hmm. fumbled. He muffed that punt. Yeah. Bill's got the ball at like the three. Of course, then he burned on 50 yards on an end around. I think he got a touchdown. So he made him pay for it later. He came back from it. but Yeah, oh, God, he he went to the sidelines after that fumble and sat down and put the jacket over his head and was just sitting there and he was like crying. And Mahomes came over later and like took the jacket off. and was like, man, you got that. You know, there's no – we'll come back and win. You know, blah, 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 blah. That was a good sign of leadership there. So that's going to be worrying me a little bit. You know, Harmon will bring it out. He's not the best runner in the world. He is fast. He makes dumb decisions, I think. Mm. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we could get another, like the Bills did, where, you know, he fumbles it or we knock it out. If the, God, if we just tackle and block, we'll be okay. That's all I care about. Now, on to the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my God. I've watched so much Kansas City Chiefs. It's just I don't want to throw up. Actually, He's sick of them. Yeah, sick <laughs> of them. Uh, you know, they're, they're it's all gimmicky, all gimmicky. Mm -hmm. They they throw everything at the, in the kitchen at you, the kitchen sink, the refrigerator, the toilet. Who has toilets in their kitchens? I don't know, but I don't know. yeah, the microwave. Stove. Kansas City Chiefs too. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, the kind of people that would have a toilet in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they do everything. They do, they do uh, pitches, shovel passes, end arounds, uh, running back direct snaps, tight end direct snaps, quarterback walkaways, uh, options, triple options, double options. You know, and they run those RPOs. It, ah, I hate RPOs. They, they ran the same RPO against us week 12 five times, five times. And every time they did it, well, four times they did it, it went to a different person, uh, fifth time. They went to the same that they did at the first time. The first play of the game, they beat us on RPO uh, to Tyree Keel, I think it was. And then they tried it again late in the game. didn't work. Uh, so, you know, we got it. We got to be on our P's and Q's with that stuff because that's all they do. That's like all they do. It's, it's, they don't run a conventional offense, you know, where like we do. You know, they it's constant trickery, constant flurry. You've got – Mahomes running bootlegs and these option plays. He's always running outside the pocket. If the play breaks down a little bit, if he's in the pocket more than two and a half seconds, he's going to run outside the pocket. That's just how he is. If he gets any pressure at him at all, he's going to run outside the pocket, which can be a good thing because here's what we need to do. And you don't see this happen a lot in the NFL. You used to see it more uh, in the early 2000s and 90s. But, you know, when, when the quarterback runs outside the pocket, you can clobber receivers. Once that quarterback steps out of the clock, it, receivers are open game. They're considered blockers. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't hold them. You can't uh, uh, no blindside blind block blocks. them. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you can't, get, you can't get too aggressive with them. But you can slam them. You know, you can hit them, knock them off balance, and that's what we got to do, which brings me to, I think, our defense 
should major a lot on press man coverage, two high safeties, you know, cover two, shell, with press man coverage underneath. That way we can give a signal, have the two safeties be on the lookout for when Mahomes runs out of the pocket, give a signal, yell out, slam, or something like that, and then just, you know, get these receivers off track. Because what Mahomes likes to do is he likes to throw to open receivers. He doesn't like to throw to receivers in coverage. Well, I think that's because when you're on the run, you can't be as accurate. So you're mm-hmm. not going to throw a contested catch. He's he's not accurate. He's not that accurate. Yeah, and I mean, you can't be when you're throwing off your back foot. You know, like yeah. he, he throws from these funky positions mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and, and even when he's in the pocket, he's just not an accurate quarterback. That's not his forte. His forte is throwing from all these weird angles and throwing on the run and – you know, the trick plays and all that good stuff. Uh, so, you know, if we keep good coverage on these guys, if we stay close to them, we're going to have a lot of chances for interceptions and batting balls down and all that good stuff. So, you know, when these plays break down and he goes out of the pocket, you know, if we're in zone, we're screwed, you know, because he's just going to throw it to whoever is, you know, open. And, you know, but if we can have our guys be close to receivers as he's running out and then – as soon as he steps outside that pocket, just knock him off, knock him off, knock him off track a little bit. Just keep him off balance, you know. Then he won't be able to make those crazy dynamic throws because nobody will be open. You know, they'll be stumbling around over there, or there'll be guys near him or whatever. And he does not like to throw in coverage. You know, he like he like he prefers. I'd say I'd say eighty percent of his passes he throws are to guys that are not covered. You know, and and they do that a lot with this offense is a scheme to get guys open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they do all this weird, crazy stuff to confuse the defense and try to get a guy open. Or when Mahomes gets out of the pocket, you know, all the receivers start running all around trying to get open. We can't let that happen. That's how they get so many teams. It's kind of like Roethlisberger. You know, Roethlisberger used to be good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, the broken plays. Same with Aaron Rodgers, too. Yeah. You know, he used to be yeah. great at that. So but I feel like we have two ball hawks in Levante David and Devin White who mm-hmm. are great. At, you know, I'd like to see them kind of shadow him and keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be really the, the defensive end or the outside linebackers, JPP and Barrett. If I was – if I was the coaching staff, I'd just unleash them. I'd just say, go. Oh, hell go. yeah. You know, especially and, the way they're playing in the playoffs here. Yes. Uh, especially with Vita pushing that middle. Mm-hmm. You know, just Vita and Sue just have that middle locked down. You can't run up the middle. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to scramble up the middle. You know, so just, just let these, <laughs> let these guys go. And Mahomes is absolutely horrible with holding the football. I can't tell you how many times I've watched him get hit. Just scramble outside and just fumble the ball because he just holds it crazy. You know? Yeah, he's like Michael Vick, like yeah, holds yeah. it like a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. And most it. most running quarterbacks do that. Yeah, you know, they, not good with protection. Mm-mm. And uh, you know our guys are fast. You know Barrett and JPP, they gonna get to you. They're long. They're fast. Yeah, they got them long arms too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know have the the, line, the inside linebackers David and. White are going to, have to be a real key to this game, but I think that uh, our outside linebackers are going to be the the answer on defense to uh, Mahomes. You know, but of course, it, it depends on what everybody else does. You know, if you, if we can't cover anybody, then no matter what the 
Outside linebackers to do, Mahomes is going to hit them with these big passes. Now they're going to get they're going to get plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no getting around that. They're going to get some long bombs. They're going to get some uh, the tricky plays in there. We just got to mitigate it happening a lot. And we have to remember this is the best team in the AFC. Like this mm-hmm. is their champion. Right. Both both conferences, they're putting forth the best team. Yes, they're their champion, and we're going head to head. So, you know, this is the best team. This is the best of six uh, half of the league. Mm-hmm. And then you know we're the top two teams in the league. So, yeah, no doubt about it. These are the two best football teams in the NFL. Uh, Super Bowl is really getting a good show this year, I think. And I think we're just heads above, head and shoulders above where they are. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes also makes a lot of dumb decisions, too. He really relies on his athletic skills. Uh, but, man, sometimes he'll just throw the ball and you'll be like, that was really dumb. So th- we're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities for interceptions, you know, and, and fumbles and stuff like that. And, and our team is pretty cool. Would you say we're sixth in the league in turnovers? Yeah. Not including the playoffs? Right. In the playoffs, we've been killing it in yeah. turnovers. This is what is so infuriating to me, too, with Mahomes. Like, you saying all this, he's just the next it thing. He, You know, this was where Cam Newton was 10 years ago. This is where RG3 was seven years ago. This is, you know, this is where Deshaun Watson was five years ago. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying to me. And now, Pat Mahomes has won a Super Bowl, so you got to give him that. Mm -hmm. He, I, I, to me, that is a criteria makes you elite. Eli Manning two Super Bowl rings, you got to give it to him. I mean, he's elite. He's won two Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. A lot of quarterbacks haven't even won one. Um, But to talk about Pat Mahomes as if he is even in on the same planet or solar system as Tom Brady. Just yeah, it's ridiculous. Pisses me off. It is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Y'all come talk to me in five years when he has, I don't know, like three more rings and then mm. maybe we can have that discussion. Right. But Tom Brady is the GOAT. Yes. We've been seeing that comparison. I think I what saw an article f- on NFL.com. They were what? they were like, is Pat Mahomes the new GOAT? It's like, no, not even close. Not even I mean, close. Dude. It's just it's, disrespectful. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, the guy, the guy he's playing great football and everything, but how many times have we seen this? You know, the flash in the pan guys, these guys Every that can time. come in and surprise the league. And, and you, Troy Aikman is a fucking joke. Uh, he was <laughs> – he compared uh, Pat Mahomes to Michael Jordan, which is just right. absurd. Yeah. He's the next Like Michael two Jordan. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. I'm not saying Pat Mahomes is bad. He is an elite quarterback, and I hope he has a long and fruitful career. Kansas City seems to think he's going to. Mm-hmm. It remains to be seen. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah, and and it's a, lo- it's a lot of the system. I mean – Andy Reid has dialed up a system that is very good for Mahomes. I mean, all this tricky stuff. Mahomes, 95% of his snaps are in the shotgun. He rarely does it behind center. And like I said, Andy Reid has designed up all these tricky plays. It's all from the shotgun. Uh, you know, you've got the the RBOs, the, the end arounds, the options, the triple options. The I mean, God – you think of it. The only thing I haven't seen him do is the flea flicker. Then they probably done it. I just didn't see it. And so, That's probably going to be their first play. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but everything else, every, the, every kind of weird play you could think of, they've done it. And even some that you've never seen before. 
So, you know, he's using Mahomes' athletic ability to, you know, but, but you know, if Mahomes was in a West Coast-style offense or whatever, he probably would not be getting all this praise, you know. Sorry, it's just how it is. You know, it's a good combination of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And like you said, you know, we've seen this so much, you know, even with Michael Vick, you know, it's like, you know, they're great for a few years and then they just crash. You know, look at Kaepernick. Uh, look at Cam Newton. Look at God. The list just goes on and on it's and so on. So long, I've yeah. lost count. I can't remember all of them. Yes, it, uh, Lamar Jackson. He's the newest one on the decline. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, these guys, especially these running quarterbacks, you know, they they get hurt. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is getting clocked out there yeah. sometimes. Well, and you saw it against the Browns. I mean, the Browns almost came back yeah. after Pat Mahomes got hit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he looked drunk. He looked yeah. blackout drunk because he got hit. It was a concussion. They pulled him out. And uh, Chad Henney came in. And the Browns almost came back. I mean, mm-hmm. they were losing. It was like 22-3 to 3 or something. And they almost came back. So, you know, that's what happens. You're running quarterbacks. Yeah. But that's in the future. We're talking about just a week from now. So, you know, he's not going to no, fall off in a week. Four days. Four days. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, the coaching staff, they've got a little bit of a leg up on us there, just in experience in the Super Bowl. Right. But how many have they won? Right. Yeah. Uh, one. But it was last year. So, you know, all their coordinators, all of them aren't, you know, none of our guys coaches have won a Super Bowl as a head coach or a coordinator. Uh, Arians has won as a – was he offensive coordinator with Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. He's, he's Pittsburgh. won quite a few. Yeah. I think he's got two rings. But this is the, well, the no. first time. Does I he have three? Because he was with Indianapolis too. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's got – Super Bowl experience, you know, it's a big thing. You go to the Super Bowl, it's two weeks of media and pressure and all that good stuff. So, so he's got that. But as a head coach, he doesn't have it. Uh, Byron Leftwich, he's got Super Bowl experience. He was the backup with uh, Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and when they won Super Bowl, what was it, uh, 43. So he's got Super Bowl experience, but not as a coordinator, mm-hmm. you know, He's going to be out there calling plays and all that good stuff, and it's a lot of pressure. Uh, Todd Bowles, he's got Super Bowl experience. He won with the Washington. He was a starting safety mm-hmm. back in Super Bowl twenty in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's a lot different. Yeah, <laughs> not near as much as much uh, Flame Boys. So you know, he's got a little bit, but you know, he's calling plays on the defense now in the Super Bowl. That's going to be kind of nerve wracking. Todd Bowles doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that gets nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Does he have any, like, any range? He's like me. Like, no emotional range. Emotional range of a pretzel. That's what Ralph tells me. Right. Now, Spagnoli, he beat uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl with the Giants as defensive coordinator. Oh, That was the year that okay. the, the New England went undefeated. That was Spagnoli. In 2007? Yes. Yeah, Super Bowl 40, 42. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So... They've got us beat in coaches as far as experience goes in the Super Bowl. Now, as far as like all-time experience, I don't know, I'd say we're, we might be even, 
Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we, we how many, so many times coaches. has Andy Reid lost or yeah. choked in the playoffs? Right. I mean, that right. was the whole reason he got ousted from Philadelphia was he could never, never take them to. over that edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arians, is, you know, he's lost his fair share of playoff games too, sure. though. Yeah, it's uh, hard so, to do. You know, it's good. it's going to be a chess match. There's no doubt about that. These two, these two coaches and their coordinators are going to be. Gosh, they're going to be going at it. We're going to see some really good stuff. That's another thing with the Buccaneers. When we played them in Week 12, we didn't do a lot of tricky stuff. You know, we're basically straight. We're still trying to learn the playbook, so you know, we're basically doing uh, standard route trees and all that good stuff. Now in the playoffs, we've been doing a lot of tricky stuff. You know, and really good stuff too. That's just like they don't expect. Nobody's expecting it. So I expect to see. More tricky stuff from us in this Super Bowl. We know we're going to get tricky from them. We know it's going to be, you know, shotgun formation with running back to your left, to your right. 90% of the time, that's what we're going to get. And then they're just going to run weird stuff out of that. You know, the RPOs out of the three bunch or whatever. It's going to be all kinds of crazy stuff. Our guys just got to play discipline, keep an eye on the ball, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to be expecting that from us. You know, they're going to be expected to just cover the receivers, watch the routes, and, you know, we're going to be throwing in all kinds of little wrinkles here and there, and it's going to catch them off guard. So that's going to be exciting. It's going to be a big chess match between the two. So what are my keys to the game? I think offense is real simple. Run the damn ball. Run it down their throats. to Beat the mess out of them with the run game. Now, they can't stop our pass game. We know that. They ain't going to be able to stop it. But it'll help our defense a lot to keep Mahomes off the field if we can just run it, run it, take time off the clock. And plus, you know, you were wearing their defense down. Uh, we're Get demoralizing them, them. Yes. And, and we could do it. I mean, mm-hmm. in week 12, we beat the mess out of them in the run game. We just got away from it because we were behind. I, I think that we should focus a lot on the run game. Uh, I'd like to see a balanced approach, you know, but, but that's just not Arians. It's just I know. He, he just things. can't help himself. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it in theory. He likes the run game in theory. Like it's in he his just, book. He says, I like a balanced approach, but in execution. He just so does much. it because he has to. Yeah. yeah. But as far as we know, Byron is controlling the game plan and the offense. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I say Arians. I, I don't know how much involvement. Nobody does. Nobody knows how much, <laughs> who's calling what plays. You know, we've, I know, like B.A. Tom is saying Brady. it's Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom is saying it's Byron. Who yeah. knows? Maybe they want it that way. Confusing. I think it's all three of them. You know, yeah, a collaboration. And then I you got Tom it, Moore. Right. You, all, you know, like, <laughs> which funny, uh, Tom Moore came out today or this week and said he wants to die coaching, basically, like. God, he never wants for to leave. Like Sixty years. He's like eighty-three. It's incredible. I know. Man, which I would be fine. Like, die in your office, and we'll have you like interned <laughs> in the one buck place. Like, build, there can build be a, a pyramid little, around it. Yeah, <laughs> have like a viewing session. It'll be like in the rotunda. In the that is <laughs> so morbid. <laughs> oh like, God. might as well. You got to do that. Loves football that much. Come on, yeah. do it. Definitely need a statue of him anyhow. Something, yeah. But I think the running backs are going to be key to this game, whether it's through the run game or the blocking. 
uh, you know, because they're going to have to do a lot of blocking just like they did week 12, and they're going to be, they have to be just as good, if not better, than they were in week 12. Because, you know, Spagnuolo, he's going to bring the blitz 50, 60% of the time. It's just going to be blitz, and blitz. they're going to come from the corners, the safeties, the, uh, you know, two gaps, the, the A gap, the B gap, two man through the A gap, two man through the B gap. They're going to they're throw guys over the line. They're just going to throw everything they can at Tom Brady. Tom Brady was sacked five times in the Super Bowl when they met the Giants. So you know that Spagnuolo's game plan just attack, 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 and I think we're gonna we're gonna light them up. Yeah, I just. But our, our running backs are going to be key, not so much in the run game, which I hope I hope you know we we do a balanced attack, but the run block, the blocking on the blitzes they're going to have to demand they're going to have to do they're really good and our tight ends, you know tight ends stay in they block a lot Gronkowski and those guys, but the uh, running backs are going to have to really be able to eye the blitzers and pick them up. That's on offense. Not a whole lot to say on offense. You know, just if we just play our regular offense, we, we're going to beat them. Do you know how many times they sacked us? In week 12? Yeah. No. I'm going to look it up real quick. Keep going. Okay. Now, the keys to the game on defense. The, the, the Chiefs' defense, I'm not too worried about. That's why I say if, we, if our offense just plays our offensive game, we're we're going to beat them. The big, the big thing with them is they're blitzing. Uh, so, you know, really not a whole lot there. So I didn't really focus a lot on their defense. It's just not – they had one sack against us week For 12. three yards. Yeah, our running backs did great. Pick but up we have two interse- – he had two interceptions. Yeah. And three both, touchdowns, two interceptions. They were both completely his fault too. Okay. Brady. But he played a great game. Yeah. Now, the, really the keys of the game is going to be our defense. Uh, we got to tackle we got to tackle. These guys are fast and they're shifty. Mm-hmm. That, that's their whole team is fast and shifty. You know. Yeah, and, you know, in the playoffs so far, I don't know that we've seen anybody that caliber. Uh, we had Deontay Harris with the Saints. Mm-hmm. We contained him. But there's no one else on the Saints roster, I think, that has the kind of speed that the Chiefs have. Yeah. We didn't see anybody with Green Bay. I mean, like Devontae Adams, he's just kind of big. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's kind of a... Mike Evans type person. Yeah, I, 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 like, think, I think Hill's the fastest guy in the league. Yeah, way. yeah. So, And I don't think that we see players of that caliber often, but certainly not in the playoffs outside of Deontay Harris. Yeah. And, and the big thing with them, and I've seen it on all the games I watched, is they're really good at yards after the catch, not so much in you know being able to run down the field fast, but just being squirrely. You know, guys try and tackle them when they spin out of it or they mm-hmm. jump out. You know, it's just they're very hard to tackle. Evasive. And it's that people do that launch and tackle and then I can't stand. You know, if you plant your feet, put shoulder into them, you can tackle them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got to do. You know, d- don't worry about getting these great spectacular tackles where you, you know, dive five yards and clobber them. Or, you know, these arm tackles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's plant our feet, let them come to us, and put a shoulder into them. Uh, again, you know, defensively, I want to see a lot of press man coverage uh, with a cover two shell. That's just – that's my favorite defense, and I think it's going to work effectively with this, you know, just because Patrick Mahomes will – he likes to throw to open receivers. You know, he's not going to throw it in tight coverage a whole lot. And when he does, he's not very accurate. And uh, he does a lot of, you know, he'll get the ball, just step back and just throw it to who he's already pre-planned to throw it to. 
You know, so if we get our guys sticking to them like glue, it's going to disrupt a lot of their stuff. And plus, if we can disrupt their routes, and like I said, when he goes out of the pocket, you mm-hmm. know, just get in the way of these guys, knock them off balance, don't let them get wide open. You know, that'll be a big, big deal. Or I think even if you are spotting Mahomes and waiting for him to throw and then jump in front of the ball or bound it down, yeah, right, you yeah. know? Because yeah, he's a him. tiny little guy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we got those big guys up front that can bat balls down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he throws them for so many different weird angles. Yeah. You know, JPP and Golston and all those guys, they're really good at getting their arms up. Mm-hmm. But with Mahomes, it, I don't know, it's just he's so not, low to the ground. It's not like, as effective because he he doesn't throw it like a normal quarterback a lot. You know, yeah. if, he, if, you, if he sees your arms up, he's going to throw it sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's going to be – I, we could also trap these guys, you know, do honeypots where we leave a guy open, you know, and let Mahomes think he's open and throw it to him and then, you know, be expecting it. Yeah, yeah. And undercut him. So I think we're going to see I stuff like, like that. that too. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, our inside linebackers, they got to be on point. They got to watch for everything. I mean, they're going to have to keep their eyes on the ball. You know, don't, don't think you know what's coming. Just watch that ball. Uh, JP and B and Barrett, attack, 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 attack. Don't try to contain. Don't try to contain Mahomes. I don't care. If he gets a 20-yard run, who cares? You know, He's going to do it. Yeah, he's going to happen. He's going to get one or two. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Devin White might shut that down. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be so important for JPP and Barrett to – Get to Mahomes and try and get that ball away. I don't care about sacks, man. I want fumbles. You know, I want I knock. And they're very, very, very good at that. So, you know, just attack, attack, attack with those outside guys. And, I want to uh, see how many fumbles Pat Mahomes has this year. See where he is with that. Go ahead. Okay. So, that you know, those are my keys to the game. I, I think special teams might play a factor in this game, you know, with a – Harmon bringing the ball out of the end zone. You know, he might get a couple decent run backs on us. Uh, but I think it's really going to be going to come down to our running backs blocking well against the blitz and our defense playing well against their offense. I, I, don't, I don't have any issues with our offense against their defense. I think it's just going to be. No, I don't. Need, yeah. yeah, somebody said that on Twitter that they're worried about their defense and I don't recall even noticing um, their defense and I looked up statistically and in some stats you know they're top top half of the league I think that they're a solid defense I don't Mm -hmm. think that they are a top five I don't think they're our caliber defense I don't think they're a top five defense I think they are top 10 top 15 16 uh, you know top half of the league yes Uh, and you know, their offensive line is nowhere near elite. And the Washington offensive line, they did a pretty good job of shutting down our defensive line. And I think, was it the Chargers? I can't remember. One other elite offensive line did a pretty good job at it. You know, when I say a pretty good job, I mean, we only got a few sacks. Kansas City's offensive line is not elite whatsoever. We're we're, we're Mahomes is going to be running this whole game. I mean, he runs a lot anyhow, but he's going yeah. to be scrambling a lot. And I expect us to get a couple strip sack fumbles out of him. Yeah. He has five on the year. Okay, and they times. all came after October. Hmm. He had two in one game in December against New Orleans. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I will say I don't think that he's faced a defense like mm-hmm. ours yet, and particularly in the last half of the season, the only one I saw that might have been comparable was the Saints, and they won thirty-two to twenty-nine. So again, another close one. Yeah, it's it, yeah. After you said that, you had all your confidence, and then I was like, let me look into some of this, you know. Well, it was just watching them against the Bills and seeing that the Bills were nothing special and Josh Allen is a Jameis 2.0. It just wasn't, you know, their victory was not that impressive. And then you mm -hmm. had them, you saw them against the Browns. I mean, they did shut the Browns down. It was like 3 to 20 something uh, and the Browns started to come back. But uh, I, I don't know. They just didn't really impress me. And I thought, you know, it seemed to me like the leagues kind of got them figured out. There's enough tape on them at this point mm -hmm. where teams are not only able to kind of mitigate their offense, but then play tit for tat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have an interesting defense in that we have the philosophy of we tackle the runner on the way to the quarterback. Uh, we don't, we don't really try to predict what teams are doing so much as we just rely on our guys to react appropriate. And we're an extremely, extremely smart defense. We don't get fooled by this stuff. We didn't get fooled by it in week 12 a whole lot. And of course there's going to be a couple of plays where you go, Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, most we're, we're very good at, at being disciplined and you know holding our spots and being in position, reading the play well, reading the ball, all that good stuff. And I, I've, Fully expect it to happen again. I, the only way I could see us losing this is if we have a total breakdown, you know, an implosion, or a major injury to, and I don't even want to say it because I don't want to put it out there don't put it out in there. the universe. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Yes, okay. That could that could possibly make it so we don't win. But other than that, man, you know, and those and those are real slim. But anything anything can happen any given Sunday. But no, you look at this; they are not the football team that we are. Our defense is elite caliber. And like I said, we faced them week 12. We were tired. We have 12 straight weeks of football. Uh, we had just played the, the Rams in a very physical football game six nights before. Uh, they had come off a of bye week, played the, the Raiders a week before. Uh, so they were fresh. Uh, they had more rest than we did. We We were just exhausted. We did not have our... Fastest cornerback, Jamel Dean. We did not have our number one defensive lineman, Vita Vea. Uh, Devontae Davis was going through some issues. Don't know what that was, so he was playing bad. Uh, we had injuries to our offensive line. You know, it was just like, now all that's gone. I mean, just just having Vita Vea back is enough to tip it in our favor, not just because he weighs 4,000 pounds, but because he's just such a good player. Well, and we only lost by three points. Right, exactly. And it was a close, it was a very, very close game. And the reason why we lost, and I said this after the podcast, is because our defense was so tired. They got the ball back, and our defense just couldn't, just couldn't do anymore. You know, they were, they were tired, they were, and they were able to get a first down and run out the clock. You know, if we would have got the ball back, we probably would have won. But we just couldn't, you know, it wasn't anything special that they did. It was just we were just so tired and exhausted. We needed a bye week. And you see, after the bye week, we haven't lost a game since the bye week. We've just gotten better and better every week. So, you know, come on. <laughs> I just, 
I don't so we, think it's going to be close. I know. There's there's just no doubt, man. There's no doubt. Uh, do you want to do a score prediction? Or save yeah. it until next week? Yeah, we'll go ahead and do a score prediction. And if we want to adjust it, we'll adjust it. Okay. 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 I've already got mine. I know. Okay. <laughs> I am going 33 bucks, 21 Chiefs. Ooh, dog. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. You know what? 33, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 42. Whoa. Bucks. 28. All right. Jeez. I like that. I think we're just going to stomp them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a fun game, though. I think it's going to be very entertaining, especially I, for Buccaneer fans. Oh. Kind of like the, how the, uh, <laughs> the last time we were in the Super Bowl, gosh, what a beatdown that was against the number one offense in the league at the time. So, boom. Here we go, guys. Boom. All right. <sighs> hope, we, hope we gave you a little bit of confidence and a little bit of a different perspective on the game. I'm telling you, we, we are such a all-around better team now than we were when we faced them week 12, and we almost beat them week 12. Uh, like me and Molly said, coming into the playoffs, our biggest concern going into the playoffs was the New Orleans Saints. We got past them. I don't think anybody else is really that much of a challenge. Uh, we were confident going into the Packers game, beat them up. We're confident going into the Chiefs game. And we're not saying that just to be you know positive fans. We do that a lot too. But I honestly think from an objective standpoint, we've got this game pretty just, easy. Just watch the Bills game. Y'all. Yeah. Watch the AFC Championship. That's all you got to see. Yeah. And, and also the Super Bowl last year against the 49ers. You know, I mean, they – 49ers were winning that game up until the fourth quarter, and then they just collapsed. And that's what the Chiefs kind of did last season was they kept, you know, teams would get up on them, and then they'd come, they'd have these miraculous comebacks. I mean, they did it all through the playoffs. Yeah. So They ain't doing that this year, though. No, no, they ain't doing that. They're, they're, they, they haven't faced a defense like us. I don't think they've no. ever faced a defense like ours. Mm-mm. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a great game. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Anything else to say, Molly? No. Okay. Until next time, guys. Go Bucks.